Graduation speeches are predictable and repetitive. Believe in yourself, work hard, be thankful. That's all true and important, but we've heard it before, and these speeches rarely leave a lasting impression. A couple months ago, the Harvard Graduate School of Education held their commencement ceremony. Donovan Livingston was selected by his classmates to give the address. Donovan is a born leader. He's tall and projects confidence with a lighthouse smile scanning the room. But this was a big day for him, and nervous storm clouds were brewing inside. I go through this like insane process before any time I have to speak, whether it's a poem, a workshop, um, anything. I always start to doubt myself, like, oh, I can't do it. What am I getting myself into? Um, so, you know, I'm up there, palm sweaty. Several times I was shaking. Thankfully, the podium was tall enough so you couldn't see my legs because they were doing this crazy spaghetti thing. Um, I just want to make sure I go through the speech without <laughs> stuttering. What happened next was reported on by pretty much every major English language media outlet in the world and dubbed by some as the greatest graduation speech ever. Today, when I look my students in the eyes, all I see are constellations. If you take the time to connect the dots, you can plot the true shape of their genius shining in their darkest hour. I look each of my students in the eyes and see the same light that aligned Orion's belt in the pyramids of Giza. I see the same twinkle that guided Harriet to freedom. I see them. Beneath their mask in their mischief exists an authentic frustration and enslavement to your standardized assessments. At the core, none of us were meant to be common. We were born to be comets, darting across space and time, leaving our mark as we crash into everything. A crater is a reminder that something amazing happened right here. That day, the world heard Donovan's story loud and clear. His speech, titled Lift Off, talked about education, inequality, and empowering students. And he did it in his most authentic voice, with poetry. But before the poem started, Donovan began the address by recalling another big graduation speech, one that didn't go quite as planned. I spoke at my high school graduation several years ago. Uh, my high school English teacher threatened to replace me on the program or cut my microphone when she found out that I was interested in doing a poem as a part of my remarks. Um, Donovan's poem was denied. His true voice silenced. What happened that day and why? On this podcast, we use a poetic lens to help us understand conflict. Today, on our last episode of season one, we sit down with Donovan Livingston to explore the conflict of silencing and the power of poetry to overcome it. From North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC, this is Stories with a Heartbeat. I'm Will McInerney. Let's back up a second. Donovan Livingston is no average graduation speaker. There's nothing average about him. Donovan is 29. He's carved out a career for himself as an advisor for first-generation, low-income, and underrepresented students. A couple years ago, he had a hip-hop-themed wedding that went viral and was featured in USA Today. And he stacked two Ivy League master's degrees from Columbia and Harvard and just started a PhD program at UNC Greensboro while still working full time. But if you meet Donovan, 
he won't tell you any of this. He could care less about the titles or prestige. He cares about his students. He cares about their stories. I think we're all much bigger than the institutions we attend and the sort of schools or sort of accolades that make up our resume. And um, I don't want to be the Harvard graduate that went viral. I want to be Donovan, the student, the, the student and the teacher who's dedicated his life to creating opportunities for people who didn't think they had them. One of Donovan's former students was sitting in the room when we did the interview. She shook her head in agreement with a sharp smile. About 10 years ago, Donovan was the student body president at Jack Britt High School in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he was preparing to give what at that point was the biggest speech of his life, high school graduation. You know, tossed around the idea with some of my homies, like, yo, what would you think if I, you know, put some lyrics or bars in my, in my speech? It was like, oh yeah, you should definitely think about that live. Like, that's what's up. And so word got back around to uh, the teacher, the English teacher who was in charge of the ceremony, and uh, she chastised me for even thinking that. She threatened to, you know, cut my microphone if I um, went into a poem or a rap or anything like that. In the moment, Donovan just moved on. It was an idea, and she said no, so he didn't do it. He holds no animosity towards the teacher. He made that very clear. But he does see that moment a little differently now. He's dedicated his life to the power of students' stories. He sees how these stories are the foundation for their success and how creativity and poetry can unlock their potential. School is a place where these stories should be fostered, not held back. Beyond your curriculum, beyond your standards, I stand here, a manifestation of love and pain with veins pumping revolution. I am the strange fruit that grew too ripe for the poplar tree. I am a dream act, dream deferred, incarnate, and a movement, an amalgam of memories America would care to forget. My past alone won't allow me to sit still so my body, like my mind, cannot be contained. As educators, rather than raising your voices over the rustling of our chains, take them off, uncuff us, unencumbered by the lumbering weight of poverty and privilege, policy and ignorance. After his Harvard speech hit the internet, Donovan got a lot of messages of support from around the world. Celebrities and politicians lined up to congratulate him online. But one message really stood out. Um, that teacher reached out to me, the the week after the speech went viral. That teacher is Donovan's old high school teacher, the one who pulled the plug on his poetic speech a decade earlier. We, we talked, we had a good laugh about it um, because she's you know, still an educator. She's a doctoral student as well. And um, we talked about how much we both grew from that sort of experience. And she said she wishes she hadn't said that. And that meant a lot to me. You know, you could look at it and say, had it not been for that moment, liftoff might have never happened, right? We were both in spaces now where we could both say, you know, it was really funny how things shaked out back then. And I see where, how we could have handled that differently. Um, so I was grateful she reached out to me. She said she wanted to collaborate too. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes in the future. She's an English teacher. So, you know, she probably has bars too. <laughs> Donovan's is a tale of two poems. One that never was and one that will live forever. It's a beautifully simple look at the power of silence and poetry, of a closed door and an open horizon. It was Donovan's determination to share his creativity on that stage that transformed the benign tradition of stale graduation platitudes into a worldwide poetic sensation. And in the end, 
It was the poem itself that brought Donovan and his teacher back together to reconnect and make amends. I asked Donovan, why poetry? Why is that his true voice? Oh man, it's, <laughs> it's like asking me, uh, why do you enjoy breathing, right? Like, it keeps me alive. I think um, that ire to be creative is what makes for a meaningful human experience. Astronomers searching for the next shooting star. I teach in hopes of turning content into rocket ships, tribulations into telescopes so a child can see their true potential from right where they stand and injustice is telling them they are stars without acknowledging the night that surrounds them. Injustice is telling them education is the key while you continue to change the locks. Education is no equalizer. Rather, it is the sleep that precedes the American dream. So wake up, wake up, lift your voices until you've patched every hole in a child's broken sky. Wake up every child so they know of their celestial potential. I've been the black hole in a classroom for far too long, absorbing everything without allowing my light to escape. But those days are done. I belong among the stars, and so do you. And so do they. Together, together, we can inspire galaxies of greatness for generations to come. So no, no, sky is not the limit. It is only the beginning. Lift off. As we were wrapping up the interview, I asked Donovan, since he didn't do a poem for his high school graduation speech, how'd it go? What did he end up saying? A lot like Harvard in that I was, <laughs> I was scared, like just scared beyond my wildest dreams. Um, my first line, I think my voice cracked. But then after that, I kind of like picked up. And it's sad I haven't been able to like go back and review that speech because it's on VHS. I think I'm dating myself now. Chill, 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 chill. You ain't to laugh so hard, man. Um, but yeah, it's on VHS. So I have no way of like capturing that moment again. But let's just say it was, um, that was one of my most memorable moments up until that point. He does remember one detail though. Included an acrostic um, in, with the letters of my high school in it. So like, although the poem wasn't so obvious, it was in there. So I still won, I think. <laughs> this is the last episode of season one. And we've covered a lot of ground. We went to the Syrian border and back and we heard from poets in every corner of this nation, shining light on the human condition in conflict. From a triple murder in Chapel Hill to the struggles of identity and assimilation. From classroom scuffles to poetry slams to mass shootings. The poetic lens helped us make sense of it all. And as I sat with my producer each week, we often found the next show's topic not in our planned outlines, but in the news headlines. Poetry helped us make sense of the here and now in real time. Because when we talk about conflict, all too often the human element is left out. And that's why the poetic lens is so valuable. Not because it sounds nice or it's a magic solution, but because it can do something the news can't. It opens a door within us. Many of our stories were not focused on presenting new information. Instead, they asked us to rethink to reimagine what we thought we already knew. The poetic lens taps into the emotions, the feelings, 
and the complexity of what's going on at a human level. It taps into us. And that connection it creates with you, you as a person, it pushes you not just to listen, but to reflect and maybe, maybe to change, maybe to do something about it. These stories affect the way we think, speak, and act. And that's what it's all about. It's about breaking silence. That's what happened on every episode of this podcast. The conflict was interrupted by a person, by a poem, by a voice, by a silence-shattering story. This is Stories with a Heartbeat. I'm Will McInerney. This podcast is a production of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. This podcast was produced by David Brower and me. Thanks to the Harvard Graduate School of Education for the audio from Donovan's speech. Our original music was composed by Stephen Levitin, also known as the Apple Juice Kid. You can purchase and download all the music you heard on this season online at applejuicekid.com. From Chapel Hill, North Carolina, I'm Will McInerney.